Welcome back to the Talks Lot Podcast. I'm your host, Kennedy, and we're about to take a deep dive into history-related questions that you, our viewers, gave to us. But before we start, I'd like to welcome you someone that you probably already know. She's a famous book writer from Oklahoma, known for her deep talks about history. I present to you, Janaya. You got to make it sound somewhat real, right? Haha, almost like the real thing. Hi, I'm glad I could feature on this podcast. How are you? Have you been? Not bad. Not bad at all. How are you? Good, good. Well, what's the talk of today? I figured that you'd be very knowledgeable in the matters of controversies that happened in the past. I feel like your insights of the prevalent research that you conduct would be very useful on this topic, too. It's very considerate of you. I do try my best. It's always nice to refresh my mind a little. Today, we'll be going to the touchy subject of the bombing Hiroshima and Nagasaki and the past that influenced societies and shaped contemporary history. Uh, yes, I remember researching this topic a while back. As you know, Hiroshima and Nagasaki was a horrific event being the bombing. That was an attack by the United States, which resulted in many casualties to the sailors, but also the nation of Japan. Yes, that's true. The event was world-defining, but there were prior events that led up to the bombing, such as the Japanese surprise attack on Pearl Harbor. Yes, Pearl Harbor was a devastating event that led the United States awestruck. This led the United States being in shambles, which angered them to the point of war. Which was why the United States declared war on Japan on December 8, 1941. Remind the audience which president decided to drop those deadly bombs onto those innocent civilians anyway. It was President Truman who foretold in his diary that he ordered bombs to be dropped on purely military targets so that the military's objectives were soldiers and sailors that are the targets and not the women and children. It's unfortunate that the bombing issued to General Spratt's made no mention of targeting military objectives or sparing civilians. The cities themselves were targets. It's truly devastating. Yes, even in a petition dating back to 19... 19- 45, July 17th, Leo Cesaris and 69 co-signers of the Manhattan Project at the Metallurgical Laboratory at the University of Chicago. They urged President Harry S. Truman to consider his moral responsibilities into deciding whether to use the atomic bomb or not. The thought of the bomb was in discussion way before the thought of using on Japan. It was more of a secret from the public. As we know now, President Truman was the prosecutor that put the use in motion. Yes, horrified by the reports of the enormous casualties in Hiroshima and Nagasaki, Truman ordered the bombing to be stopped. The bombs were so bad that even people within miles of proximity of the bomb were not killed, but most likely suffered from cancer or radiation poisoning. Yeah, it said there were about more than 14,000 casualties due to the atomic bomb in Hiroshima, and 80,000 people estimated to have died in Nagasaki. About 240,000 killed just from toxins being in the air. Physically, Japan... Physically, Japan had major repercussions because of this bombing. The effect at the time was not major enough to make them stop fighting, but after this, it caused major damage to the nation. The United States bombed 68 cities in the summer of 1945. If you graphed the number of people killed in all 68 of those attacks, you imagine that Hiroshima is off the charts because of the way it's usually presented. In fact, Hiroshima is second. Tokyo, a conventional attack, is the first in number of killed. Hiroshima is sixth in the number of squared miles destroyed, and by percentage of cities destroyed, Hiroshima is 17. Yes, Japan's leader said it himself that Hiroshima forced them to surrender because it made a terrific explanation for losing the war, but the facts show that Hiroshima did not force Japan to surrender. Japan surrendered because the Soviet Union entered the war. Japan's leader said the bomb forced them to surrender because it was less embarrassing to say they had been defeated by a miracle weapon. And they said this, Japan's leaders identified the Soviet Union as a strategically decisive factor. In the meeting of Supreme Council in June, to the discussion of the general policy, they said the Soviet Union entry would determine the fate of the empire. 
A unanimous decision was required. War Minister Anim led the opponents of surrender, resulting in a vote of 12 in favor of surrender, three against, and one on the side of the key concerns for Japan's military was loss of honor, not the destruction of Japan. Having failed to reach a decision to surrender, the cabinet adjourned. Surrender was so repugnant to Anim that he committed harakari, self-disembowelment, the day after he signed the surrender documents. Where fear and reason had failed, religious devotion to the emperor enabled the military leaders to overcome their samurai resistance to the surrender. Yeah, this was a huge turn of events. If not for them having to surrender, the conflict would have only continued. But I feel as though surrendering would have been the best option. They had already lost a great amount of materials they'd sacrificed just from that one attack. Even though this being a negative loss to Japan did not damage their spirits, but it actually did affect the future relationships between Japan and the United States. Shall we go over how it affected the, the future of these two nations? Yes, I feel like it's very important that we do so. After the defeat in Japan in World War II, the United States led the Allies to the occupation and rehabilitation of the Japanese state. Between 1945 and 1952, the U.S. occupying forces led by General Douglas, the Allies punished Japan for its past militarism and expansion by convening war crimes trials in Tokyo. Yes, at the beginning of World War II, the bombing of civilians was regarded as a barbaric act. As the war continued, however, all sides abandoned previous restraints, but the international law had always distinguished between civilians and combatants. Legal context of the decision from a variety of international treaties and in the 1996 World Court opinion. Hiroshima and Nagasaki may have been the first shots of the Cold War as well as the final shots of World War II. Regardless, the United States remains the only nation in the world to have used a nuclear weapon on another nation. But I'm glad that there's been improvement since then. They're using other solutions to resolve problems between states. Rather than war, it's much easier to try to negotiate instead of escalate the situation. War is messy. Unnecessary loss of resources would be a waste. I couldn't agree more, but as per usual, at the end of the podcast, we go like and wrap up with the beginning question. You mean, how do legacies of the past influence societies and shape contemporary history? Yes, the bombing Hiroshima and Nagasaki changed the course of history by launching the global race for nuclear proficients. Currently, there are just nine countries known to, to possess nuclear weapons. The United States, the UK, France, Israel, Russia, China, India, Pakistan, and North Korea. The, the atomic bombing of Japan was a hugely significant final act of the most destructive global conflict in human history. Simultaneously, it signaled the dawn of the atomic age, the arms race between the U.S. and the Soviet Union, and before long, the Cold War. The event on its own had a long-term effect of those who were exposed to the radiation, but it also increased cancer rates in the survivors. But it's said today that there are more than 1.6 million people that remain in Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and they're quieting quite well right now. Well, it looks like it's about that time to start wrapping up things. Thank you for joining me today. I'm glad that you took time out of your busy schedule to join me today on this deep talk on such a late notice. Thank you. It was a pleasure talking about these topics like these. It really intrigued me. Okay, well, it's about that time, everyone. Hope you gained some new information today. This is the Talks Podcast. Make sure to tune in for next time. Bye. Bye.